Good morning, Palmetto Shores. Today we're looking at chapter 8 of Daniel. And Kyle did a great job with chapter 7 last week where we see or we saw a shift uh, in this great book of the Bible where, you know, the first six chapters of Daniel present history primarily and the last six chapters are visions relating mainly to the future. And now it's Daniel that has the dream and someone else must interpret for him. We saw that last week and we see it again. So right away we see that Daniel's next vision takes place approximately two years after the vision we studied last week during the third year of King Belshazzar's reign. Remember, this is that same king, Belshazzar, that saw the mysterious writing on the wall while he partied with his friends. Uh, Daniel in, rightly interpreted that dream. I point this out to remind you that the chapters in Daniel are not in chronological order. That event happens later uh, from when this when we're studying right now. Follow with me as I read just the first two verses of chapter 8. In the third year of the reign of King Belshazzar, a vision appeared to me, Daniel, after that which appeared to me at the first. And I saw in the vision... And when I saw, I was in Susa, the citadel, which is in the province of Elam. And I saw in the vision, and I was at the Ulai Canal. This dream or vision likely occurred in 551 BC when Daniel was approximately 70 years old. Susa, modern-day Iran, was a well-developed city and one of the capitals of the Babylonian Empire. And this vision, like the previous one two years earlier, is apocalyptic, which is just describing end-time events. And like the previous vision, God uses animals to paint the picture of what is to unfold during the end times. Question for you. Did you know that there are approximately 2,500 prophecies in our Bible? Did you know that roughly 2,000 of the 2,500 have already been fulfilled? This is why we can be confident that the remaining 500 will be fulfilled as God's word describes. This should give the believer great hope and excitement that our eternal future is secure and it is a done deal what God's word says. It should also give us an urgency to share with the lost what is to come when the Son of Man will return and set up his earthly kingdom. Listen to how John describes the end times, a future event that we know will occur. He described this in Revelation 19, 11 through 16. Then I saw heaven opened and behold, a white horse. The one sitting on it is called faithful and true and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes are like a flame of fire and on his head are many diadems. And he has a name written that no one knows but himself. He is clothed in a robe dipped in blood. And the name by which he is called is the word of God. And the armies of heaven arrayed in fine linen, white and pure, were following him on white horses. From his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. And he will rule them with a rod of iron. He will tread the winepresses of the fury of the wrath of God the Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh, he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. What 
a beautiful picture of King Jesus coming back to make all things right. You know, that blood on his robe is not from the blood of a crucified uh, servant. It's the blood of a warrior uh, with his enemy's blood on his robe. Back to Daniel's vision. And I'm going to really abstain from discussing the details of the vision and the interpretation. I want you to discuss that in your group. And it's, there's just too much to go through. So what I'll do at this point is just point out a couple of facts that I find interesting and, and draw this to a close. One difference in this vision from the one described in chapter 7 is that we know who specifically interpreted the vision for Daniel. It was Gabriel. Gabriel is a very important angel. He also announced uh, the births of John the Baptist and the Messiah in Luke chapter 1. Follow with me as I pick up in verse 16 of Daniel chapter 8. This is from the NLT. Gabriel, tell this man the meaning of his vision. As Gabriel approached the place where I was standing, I became so terrified that I fell with my face to the ground. Son of man, he said, you must understand that the events you have seen in your vision relate to the time of the end. While he was speaking, I fainted and lay there with my face to the ground, but Gabriel roused me with a touch and helped me to my feet. Then he said, I am here to tell you what will happen later in the time of wrath. What you will have seen, what you have seen pertains to the very end of time. So verse 17 states, I mean, what it says there, it, this is clearly, uh, this vision is apocalyptic of the end times. It should be to no surprise to us based on the facts that Daniel just passes out or faints. And we see Gabriel compassionately helping Daniel to his feet. Gabriel goes on to explain to Daniel in very clear detail the meaning of his dream. Some of the events have come to pass in history. And obviously, the end times are yet to come. Follow with me as I read the end of chapter 8, starting with the second half of verse 26. None of these things will happen for a long time, so keep this vision a secret. Then I, Daniel, was overcome and lay sick for several days. Afterward, I got up and performed my duties for the king, but I was greatly troubled by the vision and could not understand it. Boy, this should give us a lot of hope. I mean, I, I guess not only hope, but also comfort. We don't have to understand, and we should not think we have to understand everything in God's Word. People ask, well, how do you continue to read God's Word? Don't you understand it yet? Don't you know it? No, I think we have to, we're always learning, always growing. So Daniel got a glimpse into the future uh, and we have a glimpse into the future with God's written word. So what a heavy weight this was for Daniel. He, he, like all the prophets, knew what was in store. He had a glimpse of what was in store for God's people, and yet how things end as well. And Daniel continued to faithfully serve Babylonian society. I think that is interesting. What about us? You know, we have more information than Daniel had roughly 2,500 years ago. We also know how this ends. We are, we're called by God, like Daniel, to continue to live in this broken world, but not be of the world, and certainly to preach Christ crucified and risen until he comes again. So 
I will talk to you next time. We could spend plenty of time on this one chapter, more time I should say, but I'm going to leave it to you and your group. Talk to you next time.